20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Myself, Dan Connick, is here with my partner in crime, Chris Schimmel, today. Chris, how are you handling the – well, okay, the season was already over, but how are you handling the final pronouncement, you know, the the uh, the timestamp death of the Packers' season after Sunday? Handling the Bears, uh, a loss to the Bears, how are you handling things so far this week? Well, you know, I know a lot of people out there who are – almost cheering for the Packers to just lose the rest of the year so they can get a higher draft pick. And even my dad, I'm not one of those people, but my dad was all, I hope they lose out except to the Bears. They need to beat the Bears. <laughs> so when that happened, that just just a double blow. So, yeah, this has been a long week, and this is going to lead into an even longer offseason. Very, so, yeah. That, taking it one day at a time. Yeah, I'm kind of with – I'm almost kind of with your dad on that. I – and it sucks because it's like I'm it's like I'm split down the middle because six days out of the week I will tell anybody that asks me they need to lose the rest of the games I don't I don't want to see anybody starting that's worth a damn they need to be set and preserved for next year you need to get a higher draft pick and then on Sunday for four hours I'm like win it all do it I don't even care just exactly and also freaking bears and to, and to say oh just sit everybody who doesn't give a damn it's like well, then you're going to have all these backups in, and what if they get hurt? I mean, with the backers' injury problems, I can see them getting hurt this game and then dig out the practice squad. So, you know, people are comparing these last two games to like a preseason game. Mm-hmm. You know, should you continue playing these guys? Like, you know, Randall Cobb has that concussion. Is he going to play Jimmy Graham for how much of a bust he's been this year? Are they going to sit him? So it's going to be interesting how these last few weeks play out. Well, let's, I mean, let's hit on that for a second. Who would, who on there is somebody, who do you not want to see out on the practice or on the, the field on Sunday? Cause for me, I don't want to see Randall out there. Um, I would, I, I would even keep Bakhtiari off of the field just because I think he's probably one of the most important pieces oh, yeah. that you have moving and, forward on that offense. And, yeah. Him and Devontae Adams have been the MVP this year for mm-hmm. the offense without a doubt. At the same time, it's like, you want to see them play for entertainment purposes, right? Of course, but you need to, you know, balance it out. Does it is it worth the risk? And that's that's the big problem right now. This last game, I mean, I mean this this upcoming game against the Jets. Part of me says yes, I want you to play because I don't want them to lose, go zero and eight on the road for the first time since nineteen seventy nine. I want to see them at least win a road game. Because it's kind of sad because they used to be, you know, like the king of on the road. They won those mm-hmm. basically six playoff games to the Super Bowl on the road. So you can't tell me that they this is a team or an organization that can't learn to win on the road. But what about you? What do you think? I, I mean, I, I'm there with you. I don't want to. I don't want to see Randall out there. I would not want to see with Jimmy Graham. Agree with um, Jimmy Graham too, because they don't even bring anything positive really to the game right now. Right. I mean, how there was at least two times in that game against Chicago, the, the interception right off of his hands, what he probably should have been catching. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, I could have caught that thing. Maybe. 
which is uh. saying something. Um, and, and on the defensive side, I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit more open because I think that so, that those young guys kind of benefit from that extra playing time, like Alexander and Jackson. You know, fitting into you know Especially finding a way because he's had yeah. a rough, he's had a rough rookie year, so he needs as much experience as he can. And get. Jones getting back into the rhythm of things, I think yeah, that defense is a little different. Because I want to see some safety thing, safety play. Because I want to see them draft some pass rushers next year in the draft. I don't want to see a first round pick go into a safety, maybe second or third round. But I want so I want to see some advancement with the safeties. But one player, some players like like Clay Matthews, for example, I feel that he wants to be on the field because he's probably not going to be back in Green Bay next year. So this is like tryouts for uh, another team, I think. That's a yeah. That's a that's a that's a good point. I think it's and and maybe he and maybe even a tryout to stay with the team if the you know as the you know the qualifier if the money is is right with him. You know if he can find a way to try and fit into the system because everyone's still Mike Pettin is still trying to figure out what this defense is in the last two weeks of the season still. And so I think you know where everybody fits in on defense, I'm I'm fine seeing where they all go. But my biggest thing with defense is you they should sit Kenny Clark the rest of the year because he actually said today that he could suffer an even more serious injury to his elbow, which is, he says it's linked to his tricep. So you don't want to see him tear that because like the worst timing to get hurt is right at the end Mm because that's going to affect your training camp preseason. You know, it reminds me of, this isn't as late, but when Navarro Bowman tore his ACL in the NFC championship game, he ended up missing the entire next year. Yeah. So, I feel Kenny Clark should definitely sit this. And it, it's crazy because they're three starting defensive line, Daniels, Wilkerson, Clark. I remember reading articles about how they have one of the best defensive lines in the league and they're going to finish it without any of them. Yeah. And I mean, take it as take it with the silver lining that you have guys now that would be behind them getting experience and getting reps. And you could find out what you have back there. Like Lancaster. And, I've seen a lot more of him. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, find out, find the guys that when they get healthy can give them, you know, more uh, rotational support. Right. When the, season, when the season starts back up again next year. And also and, uh, another big one was uh, Montrevious Adams. Him mm-hmm. and Lancaster have been playing a, a lot more and they've been improving. Not saying they're up to par with the starters, but they have been improving, which is all. No, you can. especially not Adams. Adams, he's been a bit of a disappointment. Oh, definitely, especially year. with all the yeah. hype he got coming out of college. Exactly, um, but that leads us to a, a topic that's been touched on a couple times already, so we won't spend too much time on it. But um, the idea behind Aaron Rodgers, he came out uh, on Wednesday and said that he plans on playing on Sunday, and I mean with a interim lame duck head coach and a uh, first year general manager that pretty much means he's going to be playing on Sunday because no one really has kind of the power to tell him no at this point. Um, right decision or not? Uh, from an entertainment standpoint, again, of course it's the right decision to think of it this way. Imagine Deshaun Kaiser going out there and playing like he did against the Bears when he came in. Hopefully he's improved since then. <laughs> of course, with Rodgers' competitiveness, he's always going to want to be on the field, which means, brings me back. You know, I, I don't remember clearly, but 2005 when they went 4-12, and 12, mm-hmm. you know, they started 1-7, and seven, then they were 2-10. and 10. No way they're going to make the playoffs, and yet Brett Favre played every game. And, of course, 
Favre is Favre. He's the Iron Man. I think Rodgers, of course, going to be compared to Favre. He's going to want to show everybody his toughness that he's going to stay in there as long as he can. So is it is it worth it? Is it worth Rodgers staying out there? Well, let's take a look at, at the positives. One, he can build more chemistry with his young receivers, with St. Brown and Scatling. And Devontae Adams then has a better chance of breaking the Packer records for receptions and receiving yards in a season. And then, of course, to win the first road game of the year. So those are the positives. Negatives, you get injured, you screwed up the rest of the year and next year. So what, what do you think? This is – it's too tough. Uh, for me, I for me, I, it's not tough for me at all. Really? You, you duct tape him to the bench. <laughs> I don't care what you have to do, but he should not see the field in this game at all. One, there's nothing to gain from this whatsoever in my mind. Build chemistry over the offseason. Take them on an ice fishing trip in February (laughs) instead of watching the Super Bowl or something. Whatever you want to do. Build the chemistry somewhere else. The, The next two games are not going to in my mind, have that significant of an effect on what's going to happen next year between Rodgers and these wide receivers for me to say that it's worth him coming out and getting an injury, especially when he's already spent about half of the season with a knee brace on trying to recover from an injury while uh, dragging the corpse of this team through the season. And, I can only imagine that there's got to be, I I can almost guarantee from a non-medical stand, professional standpoint that there will be some kind of surgery or something to clean it like, up. Like the, like the first two weeks of January to clean something up because he's clearly not right from a physical standpoint. So to throw him out there behind an offensive line that is not only just playing terrible, but now playing with, worse players behind those other terrible players just seems crazy to me. And then on the flip side with Deshaun Kaiser, you got to see what you have with him. I, I I mean, he's been there for now 14 weeks of a season. What, what can he show you outside of that bears game? Let the guy take the next two weeks to figure out what he can do offensively. And if anyone needs chemistry, it's him because there's, uh, you know, a chance that he, you're molding him to be a quarterback of the future in some regard. Exactly. Um, they wouldn't have traded for him if they didn't see some potential in him. And I agree, especially if you say Bakhtiari. You sit Bakhtiari out mm-hmm. and definitely get Rodgers out of there. I mean, I don't trust Jason Spriggs at right tackle. I won't trust him at left. So, yeah, I, I completely see where you're coming from. You know, all the other great quarterbacks, they'd fight tooth and nail to to get out there. But at the same time, from a business perspective, too, it's like if I was a general manager of the Packers, I would sit Rodgers, too. I think the the uh, the Panthers are eliminated. They just said that they're resting Cam Newton the rest of the year. So I, I see that, too. It, I would sit Rodgers, definitely, and especially to see Deshaun Kaiser, because I thought that they were going to play him a little bit against the Falcons when the Packers were up. In the fourth quarter, I expected Kaiser to come out there, but he did for the – for the, for the knee down to win it. And that's about it. So you make some good points. You know, I'd like to see Deshaun Kaiser out there, at least do something, especially if he screws up, he screws up. You know? Right. There's nothing. The only thing to gain here is a better draft pick. 
Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that with Aaron Rodgers. He'll win you the games, which at this point you don't really need. If you're going to be bad, be bad. Be really <laughs> bad. Embrace the suck because the NFL doesn't reward being mediocre. It rewards being very good or very bad. And so mm-hmm. if you're going to have a season, uh, an uncharacteristic season like this, be terrible and make it <laughs> worth it. Oh, I, I see where you're coming from, man. And especially I feel if you could play some backups and win a game, this might actually be it against the Jets too. On paper, they're not a very strong team. I Hopefully the defense can get to their hotshot young quarterback. So I still feel that this is going to be an entertaining game regardless. What do you think? No, I, I would agree. I mean, it's based, kind of what like you said, it's a preseason game with more stakes behind it because it's an actual meaningful game. Um, and also with Rodgers, pretend right now that Bakhtiari sits, Randall Cobb sits, Jimmy Graham sits. And I feel like then, yeah, you're going to have to sit Rodgers. No, no question about it. You're not going to be able to protect him. He's been sacked on third down. Check this out. He's been sacked on third down more than any other quarterback in 2015 and 2018, and he was well on his way to that in 2017 too if, before he got hurt. It, it, it's ridiculous. I've never seen a third down team. And, you know, it's like the other team should just blitz every third down. You're going to get there. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. And so if that – and you don't want to see that happen these last two weeks, like you said, are just meaningless games. Exactly. Um, well, meaningless. we're talking about meaningless games. The <laughs> thing we wanted to talk about, our, our main topic today, uh, Pro Bowl results being released on uh, Tuesday. Boring. Yeah. Let's 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 jump into this. Uh, the only the only thing entertaining about it was going on Twitter and seeing everybody complain that their guy didn't make it to the Pro yeah. Bowl or they made it, but as an alternative. Do you really think that the guys who were voted in, like Rogers, Brady, all of them, really give a crap? No, they're not going to play in it. it. It's an absolute waste of time. It's a popularity contest. It reminds me of a like last decade. Allen Iverson played like seven or ten games all year, and he was voted a starter in the All-Star game. It's like that. And I think but Kobe Bryant, too, didn't he get that too, oh, like, yeah. on his farewell tour? It's like you didn't, you didn't deserve that at all. Right. I don't care what you did during your career. What happens is this season and this season you sucked. Right. Brady and, and Rodgers. And that's, the same, and that's with Aaron Rodgers. Same with that. Brady and Rodgers both did not deserve to be on this at no. all. Like, it's crazy that uh, Devontae Adams, I applaud him. Yes, he absolutely totally deserved, deserved it. it. Totally deserved it. And which brings me to the one guy who didn't make it, which is shocking to me. Bakhtiari. Homie never gets respect. Did you see what Aaron Rodgers what what Aaron Rodgers said? No. Uh, he said uh, he said on Twitter, "Oh, it's all about name recognition." Even though David has a great name, a unique name, he's got great hair, and he has a number that you remember. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, how does, how does that guy not get respect? The guy is absolutely marketable, dude. He has the That's long hair. That baffles me completely because. Like all the things that you just said, he's one of the best players at his position. He's got a very unique style when it comes to his hair and his face. He's got a memorable name and a number that he just 
you know, markets himself with. <laughs> and and the fact that he doesn't get that same recognition around the league, I think what it is is um, what it could be is Aaron Rodgers, everyone looks at the team and says he's always under pressure. He's always getting sacked. And just assume that none of his offensive line is good. You know, a, a lot of people voting that don't, that don't see the ins and outs of a Packer game every single week and, and really can kind of tell that Bakhtiar it, – it, I mean, but what are we arguing about here? Again, it's a popularity contest, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah, it doesn't it, – you know what? He, he reminds me of a of – a, of, it's like Ray Nitschke. The guy made seven all-pro teams, just one Pro Bowl. So that's, that's why I never put stock in anyone saying, well, he made this many Pro Bowls. He made this many Pro Bowls. Doesn't it doesn't mean it matter. Jordy Nelson made only one. Greg Jennings made only two. Donald Driver made only three. It's like I mean, 2016. He led the he led the league in uh, what was it receptions or touchdown receptions? Jordy Nelson and didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, and then also uh, 2011 over nearly 1,300 yards, 15 touchdowns, averaged 18.6 yards per catch. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. He didn't even make an All Pro team. Nelson's only made one all pro team also. It, it, it's ridiculous that the guy gets that guy got no respect. It's almost like uh I don't understand. People always say, you know, Rogers in the past, he's had so many weapons. Well, his weapons didn't get any recognition from all pros or pro bowls. So I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, per, personally for me, the, the Pro Bowl is just so tired at this point. And if people always people always want to drag out the the sports talk radio uh zombie you know resurrect the corpse of the topic how do you make the pro bowl better how do you make it entertaining i don't really think that there's a way to no, make there isn't. the the pro bowl game itself entertaining personally for me i actually kind of enjoy the thing the other smaller things that they've been doing the past couple of years the dodgeball game the yeah, the relay not, race not great, though you know what i mean right but I mean, that's like the size stuff that, that that's really fun. It's kind of like, a, even though I'm not a big fan of it, but like the NBA slam dunk contest, I know a lot of people are into it. I've never was, or the three point challenge, stuff like that. People are entertained by it. And the all-star game, well, the NBA is totally different from the NFL because in the NBA, you don't expect players to get hurt. Well, the NFL, they, you know, anything can happen. So I can, so, you know, you want it to, do you want it to end? Would you be okay if they just pulled the plug? Look, man, the Pro Bowl for me, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. Just say it. The Pro Bowl for me is like porn. <laughs> and let me explain that before you immediately turn this off in the car. Well, yeah, so far I completely disagree. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Let me explain. The Pro Bowl is painful to watch. What are you talking about? <laughs> let me explain. <laughs> it's people doing something that's typically enjoyable that are faking it in a place that's <laughs> much warmer than I am right now. Okay. And so <laughs> I don't want that. I want the real thing. I want real football. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you want the real <laughs> We're talking football here. We're talking football. Oh, my God. All right, that's a good analogy. So, so for me, if you take that away, I'm not going to miss it because I still – I don't I don't really care because it doesn't compare to what 
what I, I get every Sunday. And, you know, I can see the players getting upset because isn't it just like a free trip to Hawaii? It's a free trip to Hawaii, and you get an extra bonus for it. Exactly. So the players don't want to attend. Right. They they, they want to see how many votes they get. That I mean, it's all, you know, it's also shocking because, you know, the Packers are such a passionate fan base. You'd think that they would vote their players in no matter what. Are you kind of surprised by that, too? That's a, that's a good point because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if Donald Driver was – the best at dancing with the stars, but he for sure won that because Packers fans voted him to win that. Just like Heinz Ward and every every other football player that's played, it that's I mean the dancing with the stars is basically just that same kind of popularity contest. And so yeah, you would assume that Packers fans would kind of come out maybe in more support, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe Packers fans are kind of disenfranchised at this point with the firing of Mike McCarthy, the season is completely been terrible. But just in general, like every, like you talk to any Packer fan and a lot of them will probably say that they cried when they heard Jordy Nelson was released. Right. And yet he was voted to just one pro bowl. You'd think that they would have Packer fans would be out voting, 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 voting because they love their team so much. But and same with Greg Jennings was voted to just two. Randall Cobb was voted to the one in 2014 and Donald driver. I mean, that guy was, an absolute living legend in Green Bay, and people look back on him like, like the second coming, you know. And he was voted only three times. I thought that he should have made it a lot more than that. But just, no, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. No, I I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And again, I think it's how much how much does how much sway does Packer Nation have in comparison to you know people that are voting all around all around the world, essentially, you know, you're putting that up against all of that. And so you just, you kind of wonder, and I don't know, you get, you get mad about it for, for five seconds before you realize how stupid it is to kind of feel mad about it. And then you get mad about how mad about people are getting about it. And then we just all die. Oh yeah. Or it's like, you see people on Twitter complaining, how did this guy not get in? It's like, Oh, well, did, did you vote? No. It's like, well, that's why. Right. I mean, that, and that's what the thing too, is I probably vote maybe one time just Say to go once. through and I go through, I go through and vote and, and then, and then I'm done. I'm not some, I'm not going to sit there and, and refresh my screen every hour or whatever it is that you can go revote again. So I don't really care that much because I don't really put the effort into it. And so who am I to get mad at what other people are saying? Yeah. So uh, anyway, so Chris wrapping up, we got the Jets coming up this weekend. Obviously, uh, we've kind of hit briefly touched on it, but really at this point, I think what you're playing for is just getting that road win, right? If you're playing for anything, a win here means you don't go winless on the road. Is there anything else uh, this weekend that you're hoping for, looking for? Well, I'm just hoping that this game was just as exciting as the last time the Packers played the Jets. Do you remember that game, 2014? I do down 21-3, they came back. So hopefully we see something as entertaining as that. I was at I was at that game. Nice. First game that I brought my girlfriend to, to Lambeau, and the very first play, uh, Aaron Rodgers fumbles the snap and turns the ball over. And I said, if this is an omen for something, I'm going to be really mad that A, I'm, that my relationship is doomed, and B, we lost the game. But yeah, they came back. I had to endure a couple of terrible Jets fans 
during that game, but oh, I got to rub worst. it in their face a little bit. That was good. Well, I remember that was that was Corey Lindsley's second start. Remember, Jason Fetter mm-hmm. was supposed to be the starter, and he came in, and <laughs> thank God him and Rodgers got on the same page after that because he's been phenomenal ever since. Yeah, he has been a, a linchpin for sure on the offensive line. Um, so that'll do it for us. Make sure that you stay with us the rest of the week and – well, not just the rest of the week, the rest of the season, the rest of the offseason. Chris said it's going to be a long one. We're going to endure it with you here, too. So make sure that you're tuning in every single day to Pack-A-Day Podcast as we get through the rest of the week, the season, offseason, all of that. Uh, make sure you're sc- subscribing, liking, uh, rating, reviewing us on everywhere and anywhere that you follow us uh, on Twitter as well. Make sure you're following us at Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can follow myself and Chris on Twitter. Myself, DK all the way. Chris on Twitter. At Chris Schimmel. At Chris Schimmel. <laughs> I, I know what it is. I just, it sounds it sounds better coming from you, I think. That will do it for us here on this edition of the Packaday Podcast. Uh, we finish it off with, as always, we do Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Third down and eight. Packers are three of eight on third down conversions. Now gets the snap. Tight pocket. Lost it down the left side. Adams leaping back. Oh, what a catch! Wow. Right over Principal Kamara, out of bounds, 20-yard line of Chicago. That was an incredible leaping grab over the defender. Long count by A-Rod, takes, handoff, Williams, around the right end, makes a turn to the wow. five, end zone, touchdown! Oh, they got great seal blocks off the right side, and outside the numbers, Jamal Williams on a 10-yard touchdown run, and the Packers are right back in it. Rodgers shotgun, slot right, slot left for the two-point conversion. Snap to Rodgers, has some time, rolls it over the middle. Devontae Adams has it, two-point conversion, and we are tied at 14 apiece. Third and one, snap to Cohen, makes the handoff, fumbles it, it's up for grabs, and I believe Green Bay's got it. More arrogance by Matt Nagy. A trick play. Oh, all the tricks in the world. And they're foiling the Bears now. Dean Lowry makes the fumble recovery. Second down, a little bit less than six yards to go. They spot it. Just beyond the 44-yard line of Green Bay. Snap Rogers looking left. Throws it to Adams on the slant. He's got it inside the 40. Breaks a tackle down to the 35. And has tumbled down through the hash marks on the right side. At the 33-yard line of Chicago. Fourth down and six at the Green Bay 45. Rodgers long count the line. Takes the snap. Backpedals. Steps up Floyd. Eludes Floyd on the pass rush. Throws the middle. He's got Devontae cutting right inside the 35. Down near the 31-yard line of Chicago. Brought down to the 30-yard line. Number by Adrian Amos, the safety. 